Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week on our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and then we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited about that. I know. We're, we're in a good mood today. Yes. It's an exciting day. Yeah. It's our launch day. Yeah. So Dana and I have been working on this podcast for like literal months, right? Oh, yeah. Like five I months. Think like December 18th, I think I texted you and was like, <laughs> I want to do a podcast with you. And now it's May 27th. Although I posted. And in true Dana fashion, <laughs> she got everyone excited about it by saying it's launch day, May 17th, <laughs> which was 10 days ago. So she is. She also posted on our Facebook and said, literally, this is really not safe for work. Please don't listen if you don't think you're going to like it. I, if you're my mom, don't listen. Also, if you're, she posted a whole thing my telling grandma? people not to listen to our podcast. <laughs> it was incredible. That's not what I meant. I just like want to make sure people know what they're getting into. I know, but I you're mean, telling them not to listen. Your I'm whole not, promotional I'm message. I'm really insecure. What if we're no. horrible? <laughs> yeah, but you can't say that. You have to say, oh, everything's going to be great. You're really going to like this. Instead, her whole thing was. But then what if people listen to it and they're like, these girls are terrible. Nobody's, they might not. I mean, I get, then that was their experience. We're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. No, we're not. <laughs> but you can't control that. I mean, if somebody posted something and said, hey, you're probably not going to like this. Don't listen, especially if you don't like things that are inappropriate. You are really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, except you can't tell people not to listen for oh, that. You say, created it. I said, if you don't like that, then don't listen. Okay. Regardless, I, your whole thing was telling people not to listen to our podcast. That's what you did. You did that. And First, you told them the wrong date, and then you told you encouraged <laughs> them to not listen. It's so sad because I've worked so freaking hard on this. Yeah, you did. I did too. Yeah. And then as a reward, you're like, by the way, please don't listen to this. I didn't mean, please listen, you guys. Please. It's too late. You already told them Subscribe if you've come back this far. Welcome. Welcome back if you're here. Because we're kind of, we're several episodes in at this point. If you're still listening, you're one of those fucked up people that likes really inappropriate (laughs) shit. So welcome. This is a a good, safe place for you. I mean, there is some lightness in in what we do. Sure. Me. (laughs) I'm light. Literally today when I got to your house with all of this recording equipment <laughs> on my back, carrying so many bags, I had to park a mile away from your mm, house. That's not true. I got out of my car and I see this woman who looks just like Allison <laughs> with a baby and another lady just walking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, surely if that was Allison, she would have like looked at me. Did and I offered make eye contact with you? No, but you guys looked over at me. Did we? So here I was like <laughs> doddering after them going, it can't be Allison. She wouldn't just ignore me. I finally realized it's Allison. I'm like running. I get to the door. I'm like, what? She's already locked the door. I followed but you why all the way you here. Not use your words at any point because I just said I'm insecure. I got really <sighs> scared because I have done so many stupid things where <laughs> I thought someone was someone else, and then I'm crazy. And like my fix for being crazy is I'm just going to make them think I'm crazier. Oh so like one time I thought my roommate was in the car behind me and we had just had a fight, and I was like, why is she following me? This is stupid. She knows I have to go to work. And so I was yelling at her in the rearview mirror, <laughs> uh-huh. like, 
what are you doing? Big mm-hmm. hand movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the woman pulled up beside me and it wasn't my roommate. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm just going to let her think that I'm super crazy. So I just kept going, what are you doing? What's the matter? Uh, <laughs> like making faces and stuff. Like I was just crazy. Uh-huh. Real, real good strategy. So that she would feel better. Real good strategy. <laughs> so I was like, if that's not Allison and I'm angry. You know what? Yell, I'm a little Allison. <laughs> I'm like slightly upset that you don't know what my butt looks like because you saw me from behind. Do you not? You don't pay attention to my body. I don't map it so that I can check out another woman on the street. You couldn't tell that it was my body. I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Okay. You look so skinny these days. Uh Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Which kind of, I guess, launches us last in our last episode. We talked about. Or in a previous episode. In a previous episode, which I think was the last one, but whatever. Maybe we'll run these out of order. (laughs) Regardless. In a previous episode, we talked about failure. Was it failure? Rejection. We talked about rejection. Yeah, we talked about rejection, which I guess sometimes goes hand in hand with failure. But it's like a big day for us. Yeah. We have been working at this stupid fucking podcast for months on end. Right. We had a lot of you know little hurdles we had to overcome i mean if people knew because we don't know anything about what we're doing no idea like no idea but if they saw the table right now it's like wow it's pretty impressive yeah so today we actually want to switch and talk about success yeah and what that means because i feel like there are things in my life that other people may deem to be like a success right like oh that's you know, whatever you've accomplished, some other person may look at a success. And I tend to write them off sometimes mm. as like, oh, that's not a big deal. Who cares? But today we just kind of want to pat ourselves on the back because we did a podcast, Dana. Yeah. And we launched it. It like exists up until today. It was just something that you and I did together that didn't exist in the world yet. Right. But it exists in the world now. Yes. And and so Regardless if nobody ever listens, regardless if nobody ever subscribes, I'm which gonna is possible, say, which, which is, is all very possible, very likely, highly but likely, we did it. But to some degree, like we succeeded, right? I think so because we didn't know what a podcast was. We definitely didn't know what all this equipment. We didn't know what microphones was. were. No, we. I didn't even know. Apparently, if you have an iPhone, there's just an app on it that says podcast. Yes. And you could just go on it and download podcasts. For free. Didn't know that existed before we started doing this. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think I just figured that out today. (sighs) It's not good. I have an Instagram now. Mm -hmm. People can follow Absolute Worst Podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I've posted a picture on Instagram, which was very difficult. Mm -hmm. You've commented and said that I was stupid. It's because you posted the wrong date. I know. It's real dumb. I'm a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Because on a daily basis, if I look at my life, if people were to be like, oh, are you successful? My answer would be no. Definitely not. Right. But you are. But it's hard because I really wanted to start this on like a positive note. (laughs) We did because we said, we launched. And then you were like, well, Dana messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that's the... I understand that completely. That's like the question, right? Is like, I feel like people look at me and think, 
I'm successful, but you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Perception is way different within the reality. It's fucked up, right? You Mm -hmm. know, like as many people know, I suffer from severe alcoholism. Right. But you're sober now. I am sober, yeah, yeah. But if you know anything about so alcoholism is actually considered to be like a disease Mm -hmm. and they call it the disease of perception you know that you have like an alcohol and it doesn't mean you have to be alcoholic to have a fucked up perception but but that's i think the problem you know sometimes i write so this is this actually seems like something dana would do but i actually do this if you can believe it i'm on an email group with a bunch of women where we're on a gratitude list. Oh, nice. Where all you do is email out, like, here's things that I'm grateful for. And it is like an interesting perception shifter mm-hmm. because you'll see things on other people's gratitude lists that I would never put on my list because I just take it completely for, for granted. granted. Yeah. You know, like, I finally got a job. And you're like, ugh, I have a job. It's so fucking dumb. I wish I didn't have a job. I, my, I want my job to be being an actor. Right. But I work at this fucking law firm, so who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's things like that. So, well, I just um, was a commencement speaker right. at a college graduation, and my speech yes. was um, the theme of it was like, you did it. And I said at the beginning, like, we just don't give ourselves the opportunity to, to really celebrate our successes yeah. and bask in them. We're yeah. always either it's not enough for us, or we're always looking towards and headed towards the next thing. Right. Instead of just like sitting back and recognizing our accomplishments, I think that's really important. Well, I always say if I were to give myself, if I spent a tenth of the time being grateful for one of the things I had spent a zillion years wanting, do you know what I mean? Like I was single for a really, really long time. And during that period, like sometimes I thought I wanted to be in a relationship. Sometimes I didn't, whatever. But by the time my husband came around and then we got married, do you think I stopped for one set? You know what I mean? Like I did. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm getting married. But it was like this, you mm-hmm. know, like if the times that I had mourned or been upset or been lonely or, oh, if only I could be in a relationship, oh, it would all be great. I didn't give myself a one hundredth of the time to be happy about it. Once it happened, I was already on to like to the next. We thing. need to have a baby. Yeah, I need to have my career. Why don't we own a house? We need it exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's been like that. And you'd think that like knowing that it would change, mm-hmm. but no. You just still keep looking forward. Like, oh, now I need to do that. I really did a number on myself about buying a house. Mm-hmm. Really. A lot of people do. A lot of people do because you just. I've decided like, well. I've I've failed. Right. I have this small child. I live in a tiny apartment. It's not that tiny, to be honest. In a metropolitan area where I'm never going to be able to afford the real estate. So obviously my child is going to be miserable. (laughs) I'm probably going to have another kid. You're like the happiest baby. (laughs) I'm probably going to have another kid. That kid's doomed. Yeah. They're going to have to be renters. They'll be embarrassed in school. Mm -hmm. They'll be outcasts. All because I can't work a little bit harder. Yeah. It's hot. It's it's rough. But that's just you telling yourself stories. That Do you true. think that a child can be happy living in an apartment? No. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. Of course, she won't know any different. Yeah, but then when she gets to school and they're like, where do you live? Oh, what do you mean? What's a landlord? Literally, when I was growing up, no one ever asked me if I lived in a house. You know what? I remember this from school. It was, I don't know what the lesson of it was. I don't know if it was like numbers or census or something, but they were like, okay, everybody line up by how many bathrooms you have in your house. That's legitimately crazy. That happened in my school. And I remember 
I don't remember what I had at the time, like two or three bathrooms. And so I was like in a moderate group of people with like two or three bathrooms. But then there were some people that are like, we just have one bathroom. And then other people that were like, we have seven bathrooms. And so it was like a total, why did they do that in my I don't know. School? That's terrible. Do you think that that experiment has led me to this level of yeah, I'm sure it affected. I'm sure it affected a lot of people. It's so weird. Have I told you about my swimsuit in elementary school? No. This is also about grouping. Okay. So when I was in mm, <clears throat> fourth grade, we had school provided swim lessons for like two months or something like that. And they would take us to the public pool and we would have lessons and they provided swimsuits and swim caps. Okay. And the swimsuits were colored by size. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. So small was red. <gasps> no. Medium was yellow. No. And large was booger green. <laughs> there was one girl in my class that wore booger green. No. Guess who it was? Oh, no. Was it you? A yep. No. Booger green. You know, you know what I'm talking about, though, that like yes. 70s, 80s avocado Ooh, green yeah. swimsuit on no. a child. No. Only one. And it's like, well, that ugly green one, it's because she's fat. <gasps> she's the biggest in the class. No. Scarred me for life. Did it? Oh, God, yeah. So how old were you? Fourth grade. And in fourth grade, you were like, this isn't good. Oh, I already knew I was fat when I was in like <laughs> kindergarten, first grade. And I look back at the pictures and I'm like, that little kid's not fat. No. But I, that was already. That was the message you were mm -hmm. receiving. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck balls. Mm -hmm. So what are your marker? I mean, it's really terrifying, right? Because I have like a kid. We were just at Target today and I was looking for clothes mm -hmm. and there was this very adorable little jumper for a kid but in the back it had a cutout mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like how they that's like really trendy right now to have a cut mm -hmm. i was like my fucking kid is nine months old but she doesn't need a cutout thank you very much <laughs> i'm furious right furious but it just you start to think about things like that where you're like this is inappropriate These, yeah you know like what that's another thing too like how you dress your kid oh no is indicative of like how well you're doing in life yeah no i have to say something my parents were not poor but uh -huh. my mom bless her hopefully she's not gonna ever listen to this she has some real questionable fashion choices uh -huh. that she imparted everybody's mom me. does yeah so at one point my bangs so I know you guys can't see me, but picture like the middle of your skull, like on the top of your head. That's where my bangs started. <laughs> like they started on the top middle of my head and they went all the way down. It was like a skull cap. Like it was bizarre. And then at one point, my mom, I mean, bless her. She's very creative, but she and you're a kid, so you don't know. But she told me that if you tie bandanas together, that you could wear them as a belt. No. Yeah. So she, I was remember vividly this picture. So first of all, I have the bangs that start in the middle of my head and they go all the way down. So like the top. I mean, I wish you guys could like see what I'm doing right now because like just figure like the middle of your head like behind your ears all of that are bangs so a half of your haircut is bangs and then I had a jean skirt with bandanas tied together as a belt and then I just like went to school like that because that's <laughs> horrible my mom said it was really cool I'm so upset so I mean I I mean so is it possible that some of the things that happen in our lives 
set us up for our visions of what success is or not. I mean, yeah. to some degree, it's like... I feel like my parents, without realizing, imparted to me that getting married was success. Uh-huh. That that they was were like, you want to find a good guy? Instead of being like, you want to have a career and be a doctor? They were like, you know, find somebody that's yeah. going to be good to you. <laughs> right. I mean, and it makes me wonder, like, I went through a phase where I was like, hmm, do my parents think that i'm like totally incapable <laughs> yeah they were like someone's gonna need to somebody's take care gotta of her. take she's care never of her gonna know what day it is well she's gonna need somebody to help her with that yeah which i mean i think we can both agree that both of our husbands are essentially our caretakers yes yeah yes, i mean i'm for not sure. capable of living in the world but i think that yeah here's but, what uh, here's what i notice about you oh though. no you are capable of living in the world and you can figure things out. Okay. You just use the, I don't know what this is. It doesn't even exist in my brain <laughs> as a license to get away with not doing something. I'm going to say something and it's going to be controversial. <laughs> Dana has been writing my fucking jock since this started. Yeah. About, oh, you need to have an Instagram. You need to know what podcasts are. You need to blah, it's, blah, the, blah, All of this seems very legitimate <laughs> and valid. But it's like my brain can only learn so many things at once. Like I did so many things this week. I have an Instagram now. Yeah. I uploaded a picture to it. I tried to make many memes, which were unsuccessful. No, the one was really great. Okay, well, I made... You made two, first of all. I made many. And they were both great. No, you didn't use them. You redid them. And then I had to learn this. But it just gets to a point where I'm like, I can't learn anything else. That's not true. I just don't know. Maybe it's like I can only learn things in small increments because it hurts my brain. I set up my microphone all by myself today. I know. It's fantastic. That took a long time for me to be able to do that. I just, I can't do everything. See, this is why I have unreasonable expectations of what success is because I thought I was successful that I had an Instagram and then you're like, no, download this app and make a meme. Like, okay, you know what? I don't, (laughs) I can't. It's too much. (laughs) <laughs> I never said, no, that's not good enough. Download the app and make a meme. You did with no. your eyes. No. You did with your You face. haven't seen me for seven days. You didn't even recognize <laughs> me on the street. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is, what are your three biggest successes in your life right now? Wow, that's interesting. Because um, I think like a, a go-to would be like, oh, my child mm-hmm. or whatever. But I really don't believe that children are accomplishments. Okay. What are they? They're Things blessings. that happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, my three biggest successes. Um, for me, uh-huh. graduating college. Yeah. Because I was not a great student and I was working a lot. Like if I hadn't met Dan Tipton, I probably wouldn't have finished. Yeah. He was like really academic and in my last two semesters was like, you got to buckle down. Wow. You know? Uh Um, So that's a big one for me. Um, Moving to California was a huge success for me because I had never been away from my parents more than eight days. Yeah. Um, I had never been to California. I had never really truly been on my own because my dad is such a mother hen. He takes (laughs) care of everyone around him. So that was a huge one. And then Honestly, I would say I wrote a two-person show with Josh DuBose mm-hmm. um, called Dry Clean Only. And that was my very first foray back into writing because mm-hmm. I wrote a lot when I was a kid and won awards and things like that. And somewhere along the way, I got terrified that I was stupid. Mm. And I stopped writing completely. Mm-hmm. And I didn't write again until I wrote that two-person show with him. I had an idea. I approached him. I said, will you write this with me? And we did it. And we did very well with it. And to this day, it's I'm very, very proud of that. Wow. Um, because it was my beginning back into writing again. Yeah. As an adult. 
And then where do you feel like you're not successful? My career. Okay. Which I think other people would look at me and not agree. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care. Mm. <laughs> I don't believe in self-care. I know. So we've had know. this discussion yeah, before. It's like I mean, like, it is to some extent, but I'm talking about like realistic self-care as well like being healthy and taking care of my body going to the dentist as frequently as i should but why can't we just call that being healthy like why do we have to call it self-care me taking care of myself that's self-care okay i already said i feel like a failure at that and now you're hounding me (laughs) well i just don't like the verbiage but okay self-care yep okay and then, uh, oh, those are my three then, right? No, you have one more place where you don't feel like you're successful. Oh, that I don't feel successful. Um, I'm, I feel very unsuccessful as a, um, as a mother and wife. Really? <laughs> really? I don't cook. Mm. Who cares? I'm not great at cleaning. So? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would, are like- I'd rather than take my kid to the park, I'd be, I would rather be like, let's sit down and watch Babe in the City in our jammies. <laughs> but wait a second, because this is part of those expectations, right? The fact that your first two things are cooking and fucking cleaning. Yeah, I'm bad. Like, fuck I, that. Who cares? Those aren't the only things that make you a good wife when and my mother. Kid, literally, the first time my kid ever saw me make something on the stovetop, <laughs> he was like, what is that, mommy? <laughs> he was old enough to talk. <laughs> he had no clue what the stove was but for. But I think to say... People oh. have memories of like my mom. My mom made the me- best chicken and dumplings. My kid's gonna be like, I don't know. This woman gave her a magic bullet once, and she was always grinding <laughs> things in there. <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, I don't think cooking and cleaning are the only benchmarks to whether or not you're a good spouse and mother. Do you know what I mean? Like your son. If probably- I were a husband and I married a woman like me, I would. My eyes would lock in a rolled position. <laughs> Does Dan Tipton cook? Yeah, he does. Okay. I mean, so lots of people, you know, that's the thing about partnership is you have qualities. Right. But uh, the only thing I can think of that I give to him is like, I take care of his kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm funny. Oh, my God. There's got to be more than that. What? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you. How am I valuable to you? I <laughs> oh, mean, that's a great question. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that was a good point is you were talking about your success. I mean, if I had your level of success as an actor, I would literally be like, oh, my God, I've made it in the world. But you know you, what I mean? You think you would. I, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But I think that was what I was saying in the beginning is like, you know, you have accomplished many things as an actor uh-huh. and have quite a large catalog, whereas I can't book a non-union commercial. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so uh, I've also been out here a lot longer than no, you. you haven't. How long have you been here? 17 years. Oh, yeah. 18. Whatever. How long have you been here? Seven years. I have a decade. Also, I have to be here another fucking 10 years. Because if you think about it age-wise, you're not that much older than me. I am older than you. But by almost, it's nominal. Mm. There's, It's not much. It's not enough to be like, oh, I'm a whole decade older than you. So just wait, youngster. You're going to be just fine. I mean, we're ostensibly You the are going to be just fine. But what does that mean? I like, know. I'm I not going to die. People, you know what I mean? Like, I hate it when people say that to oh, me. I'm not I never about worry you. about You're you. Gonna You're going to be great. Like, well, really, because I live in a tiny apartment and well, I probably. And what I want to say to that is somebody take some action, please. Like, if you feel that right. way and you have the ability to take some action, help mm-hmm. me out. I know. It, which is why I started this podcast with you. I know. You're like the only thing holding me together. 
That's a lot of responsibility. You know what I think my... I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> you took it on. <laughs> You're basically my caregiver. You, I just have another caregiver at this point, which, thank God, honestly, I need all the help I can get. That's funny because I feel like you're my caregiver. Is that true? Because I come over here and you feed me like real food you cooked. (laughs) But that's what a partnership is. Right. You know, like there's many things that I am not good at. I will never forget. This is how I knew. Aside from, you know, I've known my husband for a very long time since I was 18 years old. But Mm -hmm. when we kind of circled back to one another, because there were many years in there where we did not speak and we were on very different paths. And when he kind of came back you know, a lot of time had passed. I mean, mm-hmm. from the time we first started dating to the time we got married was, uh, it was a long time from when we first met to when we got married. And we were going to a wedding and he was still living in Chicago at the time and I had flown in and I had this suitcase and the handle on it was just kind of rickety. You know how you pull the handle out mm-hmm. and it was kind of wobbly. And I thought like, oh, fuck, I, I need to buy a new suitcase. Mm-hmm. And so we were he had my suitcase in his trunk. We were getting out of the car. He pulled my suitcase out of his trunk, looked, pulled the handle. Mm-hmm. You could see on his face that he realized, oh, this handle is wobbly. Mm-hmm. He then went back into his trunk where he just miraculously had a toolkit. What do you call that? Yeah, a toolbox. A toolbox. Hot. A tool- yeah, that apparently he just has in the trunk of his car. Wow. Pulled out like a screwdriver, cha- you know, switched up the handle, and it's. I still have it. And it yeah. was that, I mean, my jaw was on the ground. I was like, we have to get married. <laughs> like, he's so, I know that sounds stupid, but like, he is very capable in ways that I am not right. capable. I don't know if it's because I've lived in a city for so long, but I find there's not a problem that I have that I can't pay someone to fix for me. Yeah. I'm not going to do it by myself. No. You know, like. Yeah. Robbie was like horrified when like if I had like a piece of clothing or something that he'd be like, oh, I have a hole in this. Can you sew it? I'm like, can I sew it, bitch? No. What is this? The 50s? You take that shit to the dry cleaner. He was like, what? You take it to the dry cleaner? I'm like, it amazes me how many. This is a sidebar and I apologize. Okay. It amazes me how we both know I'm not very capable. Okay. But how many people don't know how to sew a button? I don't. It's the easiest thing. Like you, it's Do you seems, know how to sew a button? Yes. Okay. Many different kinds of buttons. Aggressive. Okay. Uh, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have so very few life skills and even I know how to sew a button. What? So one time I told Dan, we'll just sew your button back on. Like it fell off. He's like, I don't know how to sew a button. No. And I was like, are you a crazy person? Yeah. How can you not know how to sew a button? That's insanity. So now you're telling me that I'm not successful and I'm insanity not Insanity to me. No, I'm telling you you're insane. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> but like Dan Tipton is super capable and like, I mean, there are times I call him, like I have to pull over to the side of the road and go, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. And he's like, just calm down. He's so patient and sweet. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he and he's like, okay, everything's fine. Just uh-huh. breathe. Do you need help? Do you need it? I don't know. I'm having a panic attack. Okay, but why? I'm not sure. I can't breathe. <laughs> and he talks me through it. But that man can't sew a button. Doesn't sound like it. That's yeah. a, and crazy to me. But maybe that's the thing about success is maybe we all look at other people if they like. If you can sew a button, you're successful <laughs> because I don't know how to do that. So for me, I'm like, wow, you're really like doing a great job in your life. Whereas you are like, oh, you because I may I gave you spaghetti today. That's oh, so when good. that's our like, oh, we are so lazy. We don't want to cook anything. We'll just make spaghetti. How's that lazy? No, because it's you have really to cook the noodles for and us. The sauce it's really easy. So for you, that's your vision of our. Did you spaghetti. shred that Parmesan? 
I have a Parmesan shredder. Oh, my God. No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) The point of it is, all other experiences aside, while I may personally not feel successful a lot of the time, I think today we accomplished a goal. I think so, too. And I think, relatively speaking. Yes. Almost everyone is successful on some level. 100%. Every day of their Even if life. they don't feel it. Just literally There's getting out of bed. you're doing. That's right. If you showered today, you're a success. You're, sex- you're more successful than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And sometimes it's like, if you're a good friend, if you're a, I know mm-hmm. we talk about like being married and having kids, and I'm sure that's really annoying to right. some people. But like, guess what? That doesn't, that's not everything. You right. know, like if you're a good friend, if you're a good daughter or son mm-hmm. or a good employee or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you're. If you attained, if you had a goal and you made it a reality. Whatever that's a success. It was, uh-huh. totally. No matter how big or small. Even if you're struggling with something and you're not quite getting it yet. And I think that's. Those are where I cut myself off all the time, you know, because I see people all the time that are trying to stop drinking that can't do it. Mm-hmm. And but they were trying, you know, like mm-hmm. there's something to literally that, if you're not quitting, you're a success. Right. Like, this friend of mine, um, Jeff Houghton, who has his own sh- show back in Missouri, he he gave a commencement speech one year, the year before me. And he his whole thing was um don't stop not quitting right you know yeah that is success i mean so then we're success we are successful is if you get out of bed in the morning because some people are so depressed they can't get up i know you know i've been there Mm -hmm. me too when i first got sober so i was 24 years old i had a college education i lived alone i paid all my bills Uh but i could not stop drinking And I, whatever, I ended up getting sober and and there was a woman that I would talk to who would really help me just kind of get through my day, right? And so I would call her when I needed help. And literally at that age with that level of education, I remember calling her, it would be noon or one o'clock. I hadn't made it to work that day. Uh-huh. And I would just call and be like, I cannot get out of bed. And her, these are the directions she gave me that I would have to follow. She would say, okay, put your foot on the floor. Can you just swing your legs out and put your foot on the floor? And mm-hmm. I would do that. Mm-hmm. And she'd say, okay, great job. Take the covers off. Okay, great job. I want you to stand up. Okay, can you walk walk to your bathroom? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and turn the water on. Can you turn the water on in the shower? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to take all your clothes off, get in the shower, and when you are get out, call me back. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that. I mean, I had to take that very simple direction. Think, yeah, if you do one thing a day that you don't want to do, like often I'm like, I don't want to go to the bank. I don't want to run yeah. this errand. I don't want to make this phone call. One thing a day that you don't want to do, you're a huge success. I like that. Yeah. I do shit all the time that I don't want to do. Yeah. That's a huge success because I will procrastinate. Yeah. I mean, when I write with my writing partner, Paul, I have such a hard time focusing because I just want to do bits or watch, Mm -hmm. you know, Facebook videos Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I, he gets a piece of paper out for me. And while we're brainstorming, I literally have to write my name over and over. I saw it. I yeah, was it's like a full it page. Like it makes me look like lambs. such a crazy person. Yeah. But he knows like that's how I get focused on that and brainstorming and not just like bloop, 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 bouncing yeah. off the walls like a, a pinball. I'm literally a walking pinball. Right. My brain just is like. Me too. Me too. I wish I could at one point like verbalize what's actually going on in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. That's for another day. Speaking of success. <laughs> so I feel like because we're like actually kind of in a good mood today. Yeah. We haven't started. I feel like a lot of times we start kind of downtrodden. So speaking of successfulness because i guess we're kind of in good moods today kind of we want to turn our attention to absolute worst therapy yeah so 
in the same vein as we release these podcasts today, we've pre- previous to that, we had asked people, like, send us your problems because we want to fix them on the mm-hmm. air on our radio show. It's not radio. Whatever, Dana. It's um, a podcast. Okay, how am I supposed to know the difference? It's a microphone. It seems like radio to me. It's not on the radio. Well, you don't know that, do you? Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> anyway, we've asked people to send us their problems. We've gotten some great ones. We need more. So yeah. if you have a problem that you want us to solve for you, because we're fucking awesome at doing that, please send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or through our website, absoluteworstpodcast.com. Uh, we also need absolute yours, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I want to go through. I, I would like to add an addendum to that. Okay. You said we're absolute, absolute, absolutely um, awesome at it. Super good. I definitely no, think, I think we are very unqualified. No, no, mine are awesome. But we'll try. My solutions are fantastic. Very rarely. I am a licensed professional. I am a legitimate. What license do you hold? I have a therapy license. That's a bold-faced lie. Is it a thing, though? Do therapists have license? Yeah, they go oh, okay. to school for like 1,200 okay, years. Well, I went to a liberal arts college, so it feels For the same. what? Theater. <laughs> Stupid. I have a theater degree. So do I. Do you? Worthless. <laughs> totally worthless. Here I am in my fucking tiny apartment. <sighs> anyway, here's the first problem of the day. Why is it so hard to date nowadays? Oh, boy. Oof. I see all these people in relationships are going date, going on dates all the time. I go out of a, I got out of a long-term relationship about two years ago, and guys are all just dogs now. They act like they only want one thing. They're not acting, bitch. They want that. Mm-hmm. What happened to good old-fashioned dating, like going to dinner in a movie? God. You know what is so interesting? Oof. I find that Dan Tipton and I talk about this a lot, because living in Los Angeles, a lot of people get married much later. Yeah. And we know so many people. I had an elderly pregnancy. You did? Yeah. What do you mean? They call isn't that what they call it an elderly pregnancy? I was thirty five, and they were like, "You're oh high Lord. risk." They're, they're like, "You they call it an elderly, elderly pregnancy." pregnancy. That's I'm, what I was thinking it. like, I know a lady that's sixty two and had no. a baby. No, I, because I was pregnant when I was thirty five. Late pregnancy. No, they called it elderly. Oh, that's they were like horrifying. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, we know a lot of people who are single. At a much older age, yeah. you know, in their 30s, through their 30s yeah. and 40s and whatever, you know, due to divorces or focusing on career or a long-term relationship or not working out. fucking douchey. But we know so many males and females that are amazing yes. people. And I can yet, think of one person in particular that I'm like, why does she not have a boyfriend? She's incredible. I know. I know several women like that. I know several guys like that. But those people would not date each other. Mm, yeah what's that about well i will say that the one thing that happens i think when you do get older is you get more particular because you realize that you you know the things that you like Mm -hmm. you kind of know what you want to some degree Mm -hmm. i don't know but I i mean i guess everybody's like a snowflake whereas like nobody's the same and i guess maybe what you want if it's very specific. Have you tried to hook those people up? I would reason that you're probably not a good matchmaker. I I'm a great don't like to do it because I don't want that responsibility. I hooked up a buddy of mine one time with yeah. a with a girl and he said he went out with her and he hooked up with her and said this is horrible. Okay. Why would you hook me up with her? That girl had the stinkiest, <gasps> milkiest what? P-U-S-S-Y. Oh, I've so ever they only went encountered. on one date and he grabbed her pussy? I don't know. I don't 
don't what do you mean so. you don't know yeah. he had a direct comment about her fucking vagina that it was milky and stinky yeah no i understand isn't that awful no what's more awful is so that that would just happen on the first date i guess which i mean I, some people that do that you know a guy you know what great you're not helping this girl at all because she's saying all men are dogs and well you're just i would never hook this true. friend up with anyone well this guy you shouldn't even be friends with he sounds like a monster that he would repeat that is like horrifying oh it is yeah but you know and I, you're still friends with this of person? course whatever dana allison we're friends with comedy boys they're gross <sighs> I would never I would never suggest a woman dating a comedy boy. But you did and you hooked them up and then he but said that was terrible the last time. <laughs> You're screaming at me. <laughs> that I'm was the last so upset time. that that happened. So this poor girl is asking us what she should do about her dating life. And all you're saying is, yeah, every fucking guy out there is going to talk about your milk puss. <laughs> is that you what f- just happened? That's what you just said. But it, is that across the board for everyone? I don't know. That's what it sounds like you're saying. She's saying that she thinks all men are dogs. And what happened to good old-fashioned dating? And your response was, oh, well, one time I hooked up my girlfriend with this guy. And he said she had a milk puss. <laughs> Fucking dick. We're supposed to be Maybe helping. she's not wrong then. Maybe that's the answer. Well, what's wrong with the milk puss? Is that bad? I guess he thought it was because it came with a stink. <laughs> God damn it. We are supposed to be helping people. We're well, talking about. Maybe there was something wrong because people say now that's a self cleaning oven. Who's also having a hard time dating is now going to be worried about her fucking vagina on top of everything else. Allison. What? We should always, always worry about our vaginas. No, but more than usual, she's going to. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Well, some guys don't date. Why is it so hard to date nowadays? I see all these people in relations. Honestly, I don't know if we have an answer for this poor girl. I think you have to stop looking for it. Also, listen, oh I usually so disagree much with Dana it's because so she always says we're not qualified to give advice. And I always disagree because I think I have a lot of really good answers. No, you don't. No, I do. Sometimes. Anyway, the point is that in this case, what what the fuck do we know? We're both married to people that we've known for 500 years. Uh-huh. I didn't hardly date. I'm a person more than one time before that. All I did was so this sleep is where we call on our people. audience. Yeah, can you know what? That's a great point. So I we wouldn't finally date. hit a if wall. If something today. horrible happened, I would never date again. Probably. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not kidding. First of all, nobody wants to put up with me. Okay. Second of all, I would just constantly be worried that everyone thought I was ugly or had a milk puss. Uh huh. Oh lord. <laughs> I don't even know what that means if I'm being I'm honest. so upset. It's upsetting. This is the reality. I, as usual, have tried to start this this episode. I try. I'm like, you know what? I'm so negative all the time. Yeah. I'm really just going to start. I want to talk about something positive. I'm going to talk about yeah. success. And I'm immediately hit with a problem I can't fucking fix. I don't know the answer. I have no idea what it's like to date. So we. this is where this is an interactive podcast. Mm-hmm. We cannot do it alone. We need help from you, the listener. So I want to hear your successful dating stories. Mm-hmm. I probably also want to hear your bad stories. Mm-hmm. And I want want to know i'm going to read the question again why is it so hard to date nowadays i see all these people in relationships are going on dates she just wants to know where's the old-fashioned dating does it exist i really want to hear from you if you're a man like what is going on and just like remember how i tried to hook up those other two people dana says that i shouldn't be matching people up on this show but i think maybe i should no so dangerous we want to hear your dating issues 
and and solutions because this is one place where Dana and I don't we don't know I don't have a lot of experience we don't know I all she hasn't dated and all I've done is sleep with people and I think there's only been like three people attracted to me in my lifetime <laughs> <laughs> oh my god one of them I'm I wonder married. if any of my people were attracted to me I do you think people were ever attracted to me of course mm, you don't know that why did you ask me? <laughs> God, I feel like such a fucking failure now. I couldn't no, answer this. No, you're a success. Question. You met. The, oh, well. No, I didn't help at all. And yes, you made it you worse, did. and now I'm angry. Oh, I can fix this one. What the fuck? I was in college seven years ago, and now I'm thinking about going back. Okay. I have a big fear that I'm going to fail. Uh huh. Or not get in. This is, this is. I think I can help with this. I'm applying at SMC. That's Santa Monica Community College. Okay. And I don't think they will take me. Wait, SMC. That don't Junior colleges don't not take anyone. What's SMC? I don't know. I need you to look that up. Okay. I'm applying at SMC, and I don't think they will take me after I take my initial test. Where do I start when there is a big fear holding me back from just going to the school and signing up? Well, that's a very good one, because that is exactly what we're talking about today. Did you look it up? I'm looking. How hard could it be to Google SMC? Okay, you Google it. God damn it. Santa Monica College. Oh, okay. So it's not a community college. It's like a legit college. So you have to like enroll. God, I'm an asshole. I don't even know what colleges are anymore. Me either. Well, I think this goes back a lot to what we were saying is you just have to do it, unfortunately. Sometimes the only way through it is through it. So this girl's talking about Santa Monica College, and this has a lot to do with what we were talking about before. Where do I start when there is a big fear holding me back from just going to school and signing up? She says, I don't think they will take me after I take my initial test, which I don't know what that means. Well, you do have to take testing to see what level you're for college? Per- uh-huh, prepared for. Uh-huh. And she doesn't need to fear that because if she's not at the entrance you know requirements or whatever then they'll just assign her like a prerequisite right that she'll just take that class for a semester and move on yeah and i think that's the thing is if you think about largely going to college that's a huge hurdle that seems impossible to overcome you just do it but you have to break it you have to break it down Mm -hmm. yeah so first it's sign up for the class Mm -hmm. next day drive to the class it's just like i said before put your feet on the floor floor. yeah you know you just have to do it little by little Mm -hmm. and then you just can't get frustrated by the you know, you may hit a wall where you fail a class or you have to drop yeah, out of a class. Yeah, but you don't have to feel, fear failure either because you've already had successes in your mm-hmm. life. Everybody has. And once you, like, fear or failure is defined as a lack of success. So that definition doesn't apply to mm-hmm. anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if you choose, you can move forward just saying that failure is just life showing you which direction to move towards. Mine is saying move home. You didn't make it here. You haven't been here long enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't here for two decades. But honestly, like, how long have you been here with an agent that can get you into the doors you need to be in? None. Zero years. Right. So you haven't you haven't gotten to that point yet. Not everybody's an overnight success. In is fact, anybody? Almost nobody, nobody is. No. Uh, you know, Except cliches. for Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Seriously, because wasn't he? He was just like walking around a mall. And there are always like, You're those gorgeous. stories. There are those stories. I know, and I'm sure they're true. But that's not my it's path and my story. I'm already afraid that like not even homeless men are attracted to me. How on earth is <laughs> Hollywood going to discover is, me as a beautiful I'm not person? Really attractive, and I'm not really that talented. 
And so you, you have to work person. very hard. When you have a modicum of like attractiveness and talent and drive, when you're just like a middle of the road person, you have to work really hard. I'm an absolutely average looking person. There's nothing about me that's remarkable. Good. And I'm not really that funny. I mean, you are too people funny. find me to be moderately funny. Oh my god. And so somebody told me once you need two of three things. Okay. Luck, talent, and persistence. If I you, definitely have persistence. If, and talent. What? You think so? Yeah. Okay. Dummy. So now I have to get the luck. Yeah. Okay. But you only need two of the three to okay, succeed. Well, I have two, but I'm, I haven't succeeded yet. But persistence means in it for the long haul, man. Not like not moving back to Chicago to open up a pet store. <laughs> I don't even like pets. Ugh. I'm excited for this girl. I, I want this person to write us back. and Because here's the other thing. We also want to know about your achievements. They're going to accept you. And they're going to place you where you need to be to either catch up or be where they need you. Like, you don't have to worry about that. They're going to help you get mm-hmm. where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is, I think, another thing. Have you ever had a failure... Or a seemingly failure that later you realize launched you into something better. Yeah, people have been telling me tons of stories like that lately because mm-hmm. you know my pilot didn't get picked up, yep. and it's like, you know, if I had gotten this one job, then I wouldn't have. Like my actually, my manager was talking about um, Jordan Peele mm. and how when he was finishing up on Mad TV, SNL wanted him to come and be Obama, mm-hmm. and Mad TV wouldn't let him out of this contract, even though like he was. Um, the show was ending. Yeah. And so it felt like such a huge devastation. Right. But if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have, if he had gone to SNL, he'd probably still be there and right. very successful and never have done Key and Peele. Yeah. Uh, Get Out, which right. is an amazing film. Right. Like his life would be successful. Right. But absolutely different. Right. So sometimes, I mean, so say she takes this test, maybe she doesn't get into this particular school. Then maybe, maybe she's there's meant something to be at that's another better school. suited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like, I love those, like, speaking, you know, we talk about how we're the opposite of Oprah. She continues to inspire us on a daily basis. But she has those stories. I mean, she had a story on her show once where it was like an 83 year old woman learned how to read, like, wow. had never read before and just taught her. I mean, that goes to show you, you know, like, I don't think there's some age where it's like, well, you're no longer able to get a college education. Well, and well, I don't know if I told you this before, but um, you you know that I used to work downtown at a commercial real estate firm when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. And no, my career was going nowhere. And I just decided I'm that's it. I'm going to I had started with a nursing minor in college. So I was like, I'm going to call the coroner's office <laughs> and figure out what classes I need to take to start like interning there and go yeah. through the program and, you know, become a coroner's assistant and all this stuff. And I had a meeting set up for that Friday. And that Wednesday, I got offered a job on a TV show. Amazing. I mean, that's great for you that you've been on TV, though. Good for you. I didn't get offered a job on TV. I I started as someone's assistant. Whatever, Dana. It's incredible. Mm. I'm suicidal. I want you to know that this this episode has now made me suicidal. Don't say that. It's too late. You can't say that. You're not allowed to joke about suicide. I don't think so. I know some people that have suffered that. Suffered it. I know you think I don't. You know, this is what angers me sometimes. I am literally a full blown alcoholic. Everyone I've ever met has killed themselves or died a fucking alcoholic death. Yeah. So don't get on your high horse. I'm not on a high horse. I just try to be like sensitive to. I know, but I just don't think I'm a very sensitive person. Like, oh, I would, ju- <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. But can't we just like accept that about me? 
Yeah, but I'm still allowed to be horrified by you. <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't love you, but literally every other thing you say makes me go, oh, Allison. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, Allison. Yeah. I'm excited for this person. I think they're going to go to college. I think so, too. And I think that then they're going to go give the commencement speech and talk about the absolute worst podcast. <laughs> and how we My commencement speech went so well. I'm excited for you. I, I, I was so excited for yeah, all those students. That's amazing. It's a huge accomplishment, man. It honestly is. Yeah. Any kind of education. I don't think my parents have ever been so proud of me. I have to tell you, I did not go to my college graduation. I didn't either. I didn't yeah. walk. I mean, neither. I was so over it. I was drunk. I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, boy. I think we did a fine job of fixing people's problems. We did today. our best. We did do our best. So that's successful. Yes. I want to wrap it up with a pretty good absolute yourst. Okay. As Dana doesn't know this one, um, I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, these are, uh, Dana doesn't really like this title. It's absolute yours. Yeah, so not it's a fan. your absolute worst stories. Cause not a fan. we talk a lot on this show about things that are going wrong in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we also want to hear what's going wrong in yours, just because I think it's like, we want to create a community where we can all know that we're doing the best we can. We're here. all doing the best we can. No judgment. And laughter is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. This is my friend who's very funny. I'm not going to tell you who it is. One time, while unemployed for a long time, I got an interview at a law firm as a clerk, hoping it would turn into a real gig. I was so desperate for money and a... and a foot in the door. So I get to the building and they won't let me in because I've been banned from the building because my last job from a year ago (laughs) What? Has laid... Sorry. Laid me off and they were in that building and apparently considered me a threat. Oh my God. So they had banned me from the building. You're not getting that job. So the building had to call my old job to give me permission to come in and interview for this shitty clerk job. So I get to the interview and the guy tells me about his, this great clerk he had several years ago from my same law school who I knew because I had been her boss before law school. I started therapy soon after that Oh, my God. Then she wrote another thing. She said, and the lawyer asked me why I was interviewing for a job I was overqualified for. I wanted to ask him why he bothered to invite me with that attitude. And then she says, (laughs) I didn't get the job, by the way. No, she didn't get the job the second the building was like, you have (laughs) no access to this building. I just, to give you a little point of reference, obviously I'm going to keep this girl anonymous, but she's an alcoholic. Uh So chances are she was drinking she did something totally crazy and outlandish uh-huh. and got fired from the previous job and obviously was considered such a threat that they didn't want her back in the building oh and so God. now she's probably going in to be a clerk because she's trying to rebuild her life right which is wonderful and didn't work out not in that instance it which, was not she was sabotaged from the very beginning can i just tell you so one thing that i do and i haven't done it since i had the baby because i'm a bad person but i went when i was pregnant and before that i have jail clearance so i can go into jails and talk to people there that think they're struggling with drug or alcohol addiction oh wow i it, didn't know that it's amazing so i've gone into these you know i usually talk to women but you go into jail and you talk to these people and you're like hey you know i used to drink and now i don't and if you want to live your life a different way you totally can and it's great it's super inspiring and super amazing wow but i've absolutely this wasn't necessarily my story but i've heard the stories of an alcoholic that goes into the jail but then they can't get out because they find there's something on their record that they didn't <gasps> know was there anymore and so they went into jail to like, like to talk. do a good thing <laughs> and then they get stuck in jail oh my word <laughs> that is a nightmare so this poor girl she's trying to pick her life up she's trying to do the right thing and like you know those 
skeletons will haunt you. Oh, like if my you've kind gosh. of lived your life to that degree with that kind of wreckage. Oh, how <laughs> awful. That really is an absolute worst. That's an absolute worst. If yeah. you went in to talk to people in jail, if you got... To, like, help them get their life together. <laughs> if you weren't allowed into an old building... Now, what I really want, and you know who you are when I'm talking to you because you're the one that sent me that, and I'm going to send her a message because I'm going to be like, we want to know what happened at your other job. That they put that you on they the put, security They were like, list. she's not safe to even have in the building. <laughs> not just in our office, but she can't even stand in the lobby. Yeah. That she is a python and ready I know to strike. And she is... <laughs> A lot. So I'm dying to hear what she did. That's incredible. That's a good one. I do. I want to know, too, because I would live vicariously through that. Like when I hear stories like that, obviously, I'm horrified as the person is telling it. But then I'm also like, God, I wish I had the ball to do that. <laughs> I know. Because I've had jobs where I've just wanted to be like, and before I leave. Oh, my God. I have one right now. Yeah. I dream every day about being able to give my two weeks at work. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know it's bad. If you start fantasizing about quitting your job, there's Ugh. a problem. And everything starts to annoy you. When yes. I was getting ready to quit my job, my last office job, there was a girl in the office I didn't like. And she was like, you need to order batteries, like size D. <laughs> Do you know the difference in the sizes? And I, I, I couldn't believe she was asking me that. I literally looked at her and said, yeah, I went to college. Yeah. I know what batteries are. Sure. It's hard when you're doing something you don't want to do. That's yeah. not your passion. Uh-uh. It can kill your soul. I have one more absolute yearst for you. This is, I can't even believe that this happened. This speaks to our other friend who wants to know what the fucking dating world is, why it's so fucked up. Uh-uh. Worst thing ever. I once dated a guy who for my birthday gave me a dildo. No. I have to say something that happened to me once. Right now? You just read the first sentence. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He had purchased for someone else. Wait, what? I figured this out because we had been broken up and had gotten back together only a few days before my birthday. So when he gave it to me, I was wondering how the hell he could have purchased something online so quickly. This was pre-Amazon Prime. I told him I needed to ship something and asked him if I could take the box it shipped in i went home and tracked she's sneaky i went home and tracked the ups number on the package and found it had been shipped out before we got back together smart he bought that for another girl did she break up with him i mean she didn't keep dating him wait she doesn't say she literally doesn't say she's like now we're married do you think seven children how do i get out of here (laughs) (laughs) that is so like what do you think she actually doesn't say i mean we have a lot of this is the first day we've had follow-ups where we have to go back to people oh and be God. like we gotta Did write you break them down them? i'm gonna write to these two girls as soon yeah as you have recording. to because everybody needs to know oh my God, this is amazing what in the world was he thinking we're gonna do he was thinking she'll week. never know oh totally but we know we're not he, stupid and here's the thing like if they use that thing together yeah he's gonna also be thinking about this other girl right at the same time right it's gonna be like a mental threesome do you think that she used it after she realized yeah no do you think she used it at all and oh i don't know maybe before she realized if a guy gets you a dildo do they then keep it no i'm gonna tell you something right now no somebody bought me a dildo once okay and i was like no thank you i just didn't like it it was weird and i wasn't into it okay i don't have it who does? He kept it? So what are the chances that he used he it? He used someone? it on someone else for 
freaking you think so? sure. And every time they used it, he was having a threesome with you and her. <laughs> I think we learned a valuable lesson. If a man ever buys you a dildo, you got to keep it. Keep it. Even you if you're going to throw it, it away. It. Yeah. Because he will put that inside another woman. Yes. Without, without a doubt. They won't even think about it. No. Because they're like, I have this great dildo right here. I'm going to use it. Yeah. And if they've put it in somebody else before you. Yeah. They didn't clean it off. No. Boys don't do that. No. You, I, I think we've also learned, you can never use a dildo unless you've seen it come out of the package. You have yeah. to unwrap the plastic. Does it come in plastic? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I don't, I can't sure not know a lot about packaging. Dildos. Look, the, the major point is she needs to not be with that man anymore. Right, we're going to find out. I'm going to follow up. And don't you let that man keep that. If a man ever gets you a dildo, you just Any say. Any kind of toy for that Just matter. say thank you, take it, and leave. Yeah. Never talk to them again. Right. No, you can talk to them, Dana. That was a joke. Oh, okay. If you I mean maybe you're into it and you're going to like have it as part of your relationship. But if you ever break up, you got to take you gotta that shit keep with it. you. I'm not a big advocate of like, oh, we broke up and I had to go get my sweater. Oh, I left some CDs there. I'm like, no, just let it go. That's no, like, not me. I'm like, that's my shit, man. Give it back. Really? Yeah. No, I think you need to. But in this case, you go get your sex toys. Go get You got to do it. I don't know why you're keeping them at his place. No, anyway. exactly. Well, I don't know. Maybe he has a bigger apartment and. How big are your toys? Do you see how even my oh, imagination, man. I can't envision someone that doesn't live in an apartment? Like, I just don't even. Oh, yeah. The way it wasn't talk. like I was like, oh, he has a house. I'm like, oh, surely nobody. Go to his apartment and get it. <laughs> <laughs> Go to his tent. On yeah. <laughs> underneath the tent. Yeah. And get it. <laughs> I want you to know that woman never said she lived under the tent. You inserted that. I wasn't even referring you to her. You made that up. You, you, can you only... said the tent. No, I didn't. Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. Yes, I do, because it was on another a previous podcast. I love that you're assuming people listen to all of them. My mom does. No, she probably won't. Oh, thank God. I don't know. Oh, no. I have no idea. I hope she doesn't. My mom is literally one of the nicest people in the world. And here I am. Can you imagine? Like when you see me do things that are like really mean and horrific, they're not her fault. She was a really, she's just a nice person. I don't know how this happened, really. Listen, a lot of serial killers come from oh normal God, families. Oh, my God, Dina, you don't have to jump to serial killer. <laughs> I just saying. said I was kind of mean <laughs> sometimes. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. This has been the absolute worst podcast. It's been one of the worst. Your attitude is you know what i tried to, i tried to start on a high note you did and then i got frustrated because right, i felt like a failure mm-hmm. yeah and then i unraveled i think you did a great job thank Allison. you for saying that i do and i think that the blessing in this is <sighs> that even though you didn't have an answer we I think have this will be the beginning of audience. a lot of community support yes we have a community that's going to come to our rescue i think that that's to her rescue today's the day that dana and i realized we can't do this by ourselves that is a huge statement for you <laughs> <laughs> this is the absolute worst podcast. Bye. Bye. Shut up and sit down.